Welcome to Mountain Grace, the weekly sermon from me, John White, priest at St. Luke's Episcopal Church in Camillus, New York. Today we're looking at Moses' speech in Deuteronomy, offering the Israelites the choice of life or death. reading from the book of Deuteronomy. Moses said, See, I have set before you today life and prosperity, death and adversity. If you obey the commandments of the Lord your God that I am commanding you today by loving the Lord your God, walking in his ways and observing his commandments, decrees and ordinances, then you shall live and become numerous. And the Lord your God will bless you in the land that you are entering to possess. But if your heart turns away, and you do not hear, but are led astray to bow down to other gods and serve them, I declare today that you shall perish. You shall not live long in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to enter and possess. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Choose life so that you and your descendants may live, loving the Lord your God, obeying him and holding fast to him. For that means life to you and length of days, so that you may live in the land that the Lord swore to your ancestors, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. The word of the Lord. Please be seated. I, um, I do most of the cooking at my house. And I think, you know, I'm, I'm pretty good. You know, I'm not like a great chef or anything. But most of the stuff I make is pretty tasty. It's not like super inventive or anything. I'm not like Julia Child, um, you know, whipping up French dishes or something. My food is much more like, like grandma food, right? But I make a really good chicken soup. In fact, I'm going to make it for dinner tonight. And I, it's just, it's homemade. I start from scratch. I usually, you know, like I roast the chicken and I get the stock and I make the stock and I put in some vegetables and the chicken shredded up and, and usually some noodles or something. It is delicious. My kids hate it. <laughs> they don't want my chicken soup, my delicious homemade, made with love chicken soup from scratch. They don't even want Progresso. No, they want Campbell's chicken noodle soup. <laughs> which is like the worst chicken soup imaginable, I'm pretty sure. Like, just like get it on my hands is like, ugh. And, and, you know, when I was a kid, I was the same way. I loved that stuff. I can't really imagine eating it, it now. But, but, you know, I, I appreciate that, that I was the same way. But I make this like really delicious soup, and my kids don't want it. 
They don't want the nutritious, healthy, made from, you know, stuff from the earth. No, they want the stuff from a can, from a factory. And it says it's chicken, but I'm not sure what those little cubes are really made out of. And there's supposed to be carrots in there, but if there's like an ounce of carrot in those chopped up little orange bits, I would be surprised. And I don't know what that yellow stuff is, but I've never seen chicken broth like that. But that's what my kids want. They love chicken noodle soup. We go through cans of that stuff every week. When they don't want to eat all the other things that I make that are delicious, they eat chicken noodle soup. And I think that when this, we get this story from Deuteronomy with Moses, and, and in Deuteronomy, basically, if you, if you haven't read it recently, um, it's, the whole thing is set up as Moses addressing the people of Israel just before they're going to cross into the promised land. And so Moses recounts for them their story from the very beginning, beginning with the patriarchs, and he tells them all the things that God has done for them. And he tells them that I can't go with you past this. And so I want to make sure that you are prepared for this journey into this land promised by God. And in this here, this reading we saw this morning, Moses tells them that they have a choice. They can live in the law of the Lord. They can live within the commandments, within the boundaries that God has created for them, not so that they can be constrained, but by living in the limits that God sets for us, we thrive, we do our very best. God is providing all of the good, delicious, nutritious things we need. Or, Moses says, you can choose to ignore all that and do whatever you want. You can live in the way of the world. You can go down the path of, of greed and violence and, and all of that. And it's just like my kids, right? God provides something delicious and amazing and, and that will help them thrive and grow and be strong. And what do they want? They want Campbell's chicken noodle soup. And this is the story that the scripture tells us over and over and over again. That God offers us everything that we could need. Everything that could possibly help us to thrive and grow and be the people we were created to be. And we always contrarily choose something lesser. A shadow of the thing that God offers us. And in the story from our gospel reading, we have Jesus in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount. And he's telling his followers, he's telling them how to live into that choice. He tells them, look, you can live the way the world lives, right? You can, you can meet an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. You can go down the path of, of vengeance and violent retribution. You can choose greed. You can choose to privilege your wealth over the welfare of a neighbor. You can do those things. But those aren't the ways of God. God knows what you need, Jesus will continue to say. And God will provide those things that you need, just like God provided for the Israelites in their promised land, a land of milk and honey. And it's important that it's a land of milk and honey because milk and honey are things that aren't produced by human hands. They're gathered by people, but nature provides those things. The animals make the milk, the bees make the honey. Nobody has to do anything. 
In the same way, God knows all of the things that we need, and he has placed us in this amazing, bountiful world that provides more than we could possibly ever want. And he has given us a desire to be in community together so that we can share in those things. And yet, contrarily, we continue to choose to privilege a lesser, shadowy promise. The promise that we can be, be safe by hoarding up the resources for ourselves, or by, by wrecking vengeance and violence on those who, who are our enemies. And Jesus tells us, love your enemies, right? And that's, that's really hard. That's a real challenge. All of these things that Jesus asks us to do seem to fly in the face of what we would call common sense. They have become so ingrained in our human culture that we believe that that's the right way to do things. But Jesus tells us that is not what you were created for. That's not the kind of person God wants you to be. God desires that you walk through this earth unafraid. That you don't let your fears take you down the path of revenge. That you don't let your fears take you down the path of greed. That you don't let your fears take you down the path of, of forsaking others for your own good. That all of us only thrive when all of us are lifted up together. When we see our neighbors and don't see them as, as rivals, but as fellow humans, as people deserving of dignity and respect, and that we undertake the effort together to lift each other up. I think I've mentioned this before. There's a great painting. It's a, uh, in Holland, I think it is, and it's you know, painted back in the 1600s or 1500s, and it's a picture, two paintings side by side of heaven and hell. And they're exactly the same. It's a group of people sitting around the table with a big bowl of soup. Delicious chicken soup, I bet. And each of them, no, not Campbell's. Even in hell, they have delicious soup available to them. But all of the spoons are three feet long. So you can't put the spoon in and get it to your mouth. And so in hell, they're sitting around this table with this beautiful giant bowl of soup and they're all trying to feed themselves and the soup is going everywhere but in their mouth and they're starving and they're emaciated. Emaciated? I don't know how to say that word. They're looking really thin and hungry. <laughs> because they're all in it for themselves. They've all gone down the path of their fears and they think that the only way they can get by is to look out for number one. But in heaven, same scene, same soup, same spoons. They all feed each other across the table. Right? We've probably all, maybe you've seen this picture before. Right? Because they see that for all of them to do well, they have to be together and help one another. Then not being so self-centered and self-involved that everyone thrives and does well. And so they're all... They're not thin and hungry, but they're all sort of, you know, rosy-cheeked and maybe a little plump, like me. That's the world that God desires for us. That's the kind of people God wants us to be and invites us into. And these, and these commandments that God has given, this, this, these 
boundaries that God sets for us are meant not to constrain us or to hold us back or to let us not do the things we want to do, but to guide us into the ways that bring us true, abundant life, a thriving of our human spirits, the growth of our souls. And that when we take on Jesus's way, when we do the things that Jesus does, we live into these commandments that God has given us. And, I, and we find, and we find the kind of life that really, I think we all truly want. A life where we feel like we, our existence has purpose and meaning and where our relationships are, are strong and and life-giving to us. I think that's the life most of us want. I, I spend a lot of time with people who are dying. And that's the kind of thing that they talk about, that they wish they'd had more of, or the things that they're really proud of. Because when they get to the end of their life, most people aren't really excited that they were, you know, salesman of the month, or that they had a giant retirement account. Not that those things are bad, but they can't be the goal. That the goal of our lives is to be the people we were created to be. And the way we do that is following in the way of Jesus. Amen.